0: Oh, and welcome back to another episode of going through the motions with me Callum and me Alex hello the podcasting equivalent of pushing a pull door only then to pull it again finding out it was a push the whole time and it was your foot that was in the way yep i'll be in there mhm with a flat nose and all Yeah. this the, the whole push thing door thing i love it when i love it when someone sees you push a pull door and then you decide to pull the push door and someone went no that was a push they, t- they decide to tell you as oh, thanks, Einstein. Well, well done, yeah, yeah. As if I wasn't going to work oh, that one out. Oh no,
1: no. But I've also not said something before and see somebody like relentlessly
0: push just oh, or really? go the wrong way and just not realise. Some people are thick as shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think you only realise how thick humans are when you until you get on a motorway. Then mm. you realise how fucking stupid people ah, are. Ah,
1: but then see, I'm not a driver, so I can't relate yeah. to that. Oh, yeah,
0: we've done this before. We've Jesus, before. we're right back to there. So... But back to the swinging doors thing. Just oh, Very, Jesus, very quickly. Okay. This is a whole Have you spent a lot of time going round and round in a car? No, no, no. Right I was just going to say well, one of my favourite
1: things is two way swinging doors, but uh-huh. but that still instructs you to either push or pull. Oh, I see. And you do it the way it doesn't tell you to do, mm. and you feel like a badass. Yeah, you do. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like <laughs> a ripe rebel. Like a, like a saloon door. And you're like, I didn't do as I was told. I got through everything. Anyway, you bloody did it. Get on you my level. You beat the system.
0: And then they tell you, sir, you're in the wrong building. And then you need to leave. Sorry, I'm very sorry. This is the wrong building. I have mm. to leave again. Uh, we are a music and movies podcast. Yep, We, we are. look to... Uh, discuss the music and the soundtracks of some of our favourite movies and also some of our non-favourite movies, Um, we need to really tap into some movies that we don't like. I feel like there's a larger market for that. I mean, you'll
1: have to forgive us, because naturally we like talking about things that we like Mm. and not that we don't like. Mm. Mm. And uh, to my knowledge, we've only done one that we... Half of us don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far so.
0: I hated James Bond. I just hate. Yeah, him. do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we and we, actually, we, did, we did two episodes did about twenty five. You were knackered after that. You were done. That was it, funny. It, was, it quite, was quite late. It was quite. It was quite. <laughs> um, quite emotional for us. But before we get on to our movies segments we have our famous segment what's this
2: segment called again
0: is it um <laughs> shite what we see on the tube <laughs> very good uh, alex what shite have you seen on the tube this week i saw some shite on the tube coming to
1: record today really i'll tell you i'll tell you was that. it
0: somebody using a bra as a some sort of mask to cover their face <laughs> it's because they couldn't find a builder's hazmat mask. Yeah.
1: Or they couldn't be bothered to go to a hospital and steal one. Don't do that, you're scum of the earth if you do that. <laughs> what the fuck? Someone's done that? Yeah. No, people are do people are going into hospitals and and stealing really? fa- st- stealing face masks from people who are on the front line Christ, of um... um of you know germs and things because people are mad about coronavirus
0: jeez well the guy who's I mean coronavirus obviously this is the big topic of the week and I'm sure every podcast on the Sun has mentioned it at some point and I'm sure your your mum has messaged you a hundred different articles being it's not safe in London but I'm sure it's fine (laughs) I don't know (laughs) but uh, no if
1: anything she's like Stay away! You're in London. Stay you're in Exactly. Don't don't bring it to us. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but uh, but that's horrible. But I, I think the guy who's obviously selling those face masks is uh, he's doing he's doing well. Yeah. And the guy and and then you've got the um, the what's it called the solution the hands wash solution the sort of uh, the alcohol gel. Yeah. God, the guy who invented that he's probably rubbing his hands together, isn't he? Yeah. That was really funny. <laughs> that was, that was really funny. Did you come up with that joke? <laughs> no, did you like that one? I did like it. I did like one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what shit did you see in the Tube? What shit did I see on the Tube? It's well, fucking warm in this as room, as isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Can open a window. Keep talking. Yeah, keep okay, talking. I will do, I will do.
1: Basically, uh, I got off a central London Tube station to come here Much better. Yeah, come here today. And it was in one of the really busy ones mm-hmm. um, that intersect a lot of really busy lines. Thank you, Monument. whatever go whatever I
0: love how cryptic we are whatever it is (laughs) you'll you'll never find us riddle dee dee piddle dee doo (laughs) right
1: so there's loads of people queuing up Mm -hmm. to get onto onto the tube that I'm getting off sure and and uh, right in front of me somebody gets off off the tube yeah playing like Candy Crush or something on a huge big iPad really and just walking but with clear intent and, like, way more speed than anyone playing a mobile game on an iPad has any right to. Jesus. And she's just ploughing through these people. Too fast. Too too fast. And there's hundreds of people on this platform. Mm. It's not a particularly nice day in London today. Everyone's a bit miserable. Mm. And this person's just ploughing along a platform and off a train mm. playing Candy Crush or something. Jeez. And I'm like...
0: What are you doing? How do you how do you think that that's like okay to do it? Was, to there do cracks, was there cracks? cracks on the screen? No, they've just bought the iPad. Then <laughs> <laughs> only solution. They've just bought it and they're looking to show it off yep. to the whole world. Yep. I mean, that's what you do as well when I mean, you buy a new bit of kit. You just yep. show off. Like yeah, that. yep. and that's what you, you send it on mm-hmm. the tube. Speaking of iPads and things like this, I had a weird one with my shit. What I saw on the tube because I messaged it to you. Okay, what did I message to you? Did you see the message? No. Get your phone out. Look at the message right. that I've sent I don't remember you. this at all. <laughs> no, I just did it now. Oh
1: yeah, that what one. Is it All oh, right. <laughs> what does it say? Someone is playing the same mobile game that I play on the tube. Dot 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 dot. They're terrible
0: at it. <laughs> it really got me because I was sat. I was sat coming. You on I can the imagine. Tube. I can imagine you packed and, like, side in like and just purving over somebody's shoulder. I was just shoulder watching with, over his oh. shoulder. And I was, was going to go get the gem. Get the get the gem. Get, you missed the fucking gem. Come on, Graham, up your game. Graham, he was shit at this game. It really frustrated me. Mobile, I know are, right mobile to... games are not hard either. No, like, arcade. No, mobile games. Like, they're, they're not. Do you, have you ever bought, done a, a buy-in for a mobile game or an ad game? Do you know how? You know, what, every single fucking time you play one of these f- mobile games, and then the, yeah. you, you're like between missions, or you go reset mission, and then a sponsor comes up and goes, "Hey, do you want some more pens for your business?" Why do I want this?" Yeah. And you spend the whole time looking for the little X button because they played yeah. that really well. Yeah, they that really fucks me off, doesn't yeah. it? Why do they do that? Money, Yeah. Money? <laughs> yeah. Why did you think? <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> You know the answer Mocking. to that. It's bullshit, isn't it? It is. Because there must have been a committee set up to go, now, we're hiding the X nicely over there in the top left-hand corner, but is there any way we can make it more, you know, uh, but, mysterious yeah, but and confusing for people? At the end of the day, I don't
1: actually care. I don't actually care because at the end of the day, that's a free game which which a lot of people have put their expertise into, like, developing a game, <laughs> and I'm able to play it on my device for free. For free, yeah. So, okay, the, the price, therefore, of playing a free game is you have to spend 15 seconds every few rounds of the game watching an ad that
0: you actually don't care about. I've, then who cares? I've started putting my phone on airplane mode if I'm going to give the game a serious go at it so the sponsors don't come. there's only okay, hot tip for the week. Yeah. But, do you, but do you think that actually works? Do you think that's ever happened where someone's went, the game's come up, the, the sponsor for the thing's come up, and they've clicked the sponsor accidentally, and they've went, well, I may as well buy the game now if I've clicked the sponsor. Do you think that's ever worked for anyone? I don't know, maybe. No. Maybe. Uh, so, as I said at the top, <laughs> we are a music movie podcast. That got away from us a little bit. yeah okay. did a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this has already Never happened before. This has already happened before. Already off to a fucking world-beater start here. Uh, this week on the show, you are coming first, aren't you? I don't think so. Yeah, you bloody are this time. You've got to be... No, I did. easy. Okay, so on this episode, I am going to be talking about one of my more favourite movies, as again, we typically find ourselves (laughs) gravitating, driving towards. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Now, this is not a score movie again, so this is a typical Callum review of a movie. And more importantly, this was your homework, Alex. This was my homework. What was your
1: homework this week? I did my homework on
0: time as well. You bloody did as well. I did. I'm so proud of you. I did. Uh, This movie is called Snatch. Snatch. Guy Ritchie's World beater. Now, before we get on to it, this was not his first movie in this sort of ilk. Obviously, Guy Ritchie, famous for Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but 2000s Snatch. Basically, the the music was John Murphy's. You, you have up on there now, John Murphy. Do you want to say a little bit about John Murphy? Other stuff that he's done? I haven't a clue. You haven't done anything. <laughs> so John Murphy, I believe. I'm gonna. I'm just just looking this up to confirm. So I think he was the guy who was responsible for doing a lot of the uh, the 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later music right. but so, I just, wa- just want to clarify what your opening statement you said this isn't a score movie no but I don't th- I, see I don't think this isn't is. original scoring I think I think this movie's the music in this movie is great because of the music soundtrack that they that they use to choose this so I think there is some scoring throughout this but yeah. I don't think that's why I, that's not what jumped out to me But John Murphy, just to go on a little thing about John Murphy. Yeah, go on. So basically, John Murphy did 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later, two arguably of my more favourite horror movies, British horror movie. Have you seen them? I've not seen them but I remember
1: historically these two movies are ones that you've spent your entire life trying to get me to watch.
0: They're great. You need to see them. And I, I genuinely I will not be in the room if you want to watch these so I can't be there to give you a fright or Aww. scream across the room. Now that's how that's how I know you're genuinely you But, want but me to when watch. But when I saw so when I looked it up I went John Murphy. I know that name. So John Murphy did a piece of music. He scored a piece of music, a really atmospheric piece of music called In the House in a Heartbeat. Right. And it's it's played at the end of 28 Days Later and it's this fantastic piece of music that builds and builds and builds the climax of that movie Mm -hmm. and it's it's a really really great climax and then the second movie 20 weeks later he uses a similar song Uh, he kind of uses a different instrument and it's kind of done a little bit differently but it's the same premise of this in the house in the heartbeat one of the most haunting pieces of horror music ever i mean this goes toe to toe with like tubular bells from the exorcist and a lot of the stuff from hateful eight that we talked about last week yeah so this guy's great but John Murphy does a different thing in this week so I said basically I don't think that this is a score as much as a soundtrack and obviously he is he did the score for this but what he did for this movie was a lot of score pieces to do with unusual combinations of instruments the panpipes for example yeah. the panpipes as you maybe picked up on appears a lot in this movie yeah. it appears a lot for almost like the Jason Statham points where he's kind of like silking around, moving around. It's quite a mysterious, quite like a cat almost, yeah. like instruments. And he gets paired with that. Whereas you've got other uses of the the um, instruments, like the kind of the the, the classical guitar or, the, or the, the sort of the the um, the lute almost to play the the Russian themes when Boris yeah. the Blades on the screen vibe. I think where well, you've got then the gypsy, the gypsy camp, and you have the kind of percussion drum gypsy music when they're on screen that uh, is called a motif Ah, a motif everyone very good but I picked up on this quite a lot and I loved it when you have when it cuts to the different people and the different people have their different motifs but they do one better than this because Guy Ritchie has basically paired characters not just with pieces of um, I guess like how you would say scored music but he literally pairs characters with songs as well. Right. A great example of that being Bullet Tooth Tony who's yeah. played uh, I completely forget the actor's name of this. Vinnie it's Jones. Vinnie Jones of course it is. Vinnie Jones famous footballer who gets played with Lucky Star the Madonna song. So apparently Guy Ritchie paid one million pounds to have that rights for Lucky Star. Really? Yeah because he wanted Lucky Star to where, be paired where, with Where 30. was this a lot
1: where, where was this in like the timeline of his career then in Vinnie Jones no Gow, Guy Ritchie's, Guy Ritchie's career. so this like
0: I said this was it went Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels then it was Snatch right uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to look up here so wait because this was the, the sort of the mid-2000s so Lockstock was 98 then it was Snatch and then after that uh, he went on I think his most famous one straight after that would have been maybe Rock and Roller which is yeah. a similar sort of ilk, great cast as well really yeah. really interesting story it's a little bit more mature Rock and Roller whereas Snatch is grimy and it's dirty but it's fucking hilarious it is hilarious I I absolutely love this movie now I'm gonna go back into the music and talk a little bit about the comedy of this because what Guy Ritchie does really cleverly is he pairs like I said songs with characters but he also has the comedy element of the song with what you're watching on the screen. Right. There's three characters that embody this completely well, and that is Saul, Vinny, and Tyrone. Right. Who are the the, the the guys who try and rob the, the bookies. Yeah and then oh, the they're hilarious. they are absolutely they are so funny. Brilliant. And I'm gonna get into a little bit of the song's uh but I appreciate I've been talking quite a lot yeah. right now. I think they were I think it. they were my favourite characters. Easy. In, easy in, my in my favorite the movie. Characters. Like they
1: just nothing went right for them. No. And it and it got it got to the bit where it was the it was the second or third dead body they had, yeah. they had in their pawn shop. They're like, "We've got to get
0: rid of these dead
2: bodies."
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're just like, the "This one is one a start, farce. This would start to smell. <laughs> this is an absolute farce." I <laughs> watched it. So I say so I watched this film very recently, and that scene where they hold up. The, the bookies Bricktop's bookies yeah. and they just get it catastrophically wrong yeah. in every sense of the word when he's hanging over the bulletproof shutters and then he yeah. shoots through the thing and the woman grabs the gun from him and they get trapped I love it
1: when they're setting up for that one and uh, and, and he's like get the gun and he brings out this massive <laughs> shot mass- mass gun- and, and, he, and, like, and he's like what's that and
0: he's like it's a shotgun. That's not. <laughs> it's an anti bloody aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> so the the the, the what, one thing I'll say is on the on the on the soundtrack is much like the hateful eight. The 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 official soundtrack for this movie has a lot of the speeches and the dialogue because some of the dialogue is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You know Ty, Tyrone, where he goes. Uh, He's a natural, aren't you, Tyrone? Of course I am. That, that fucking just brilliant. And he goes, "Did he have four fingers when he watched the guy going into the bookie's st- uh, to the the betting shop?" Yeah. And he goes, "I didn't have a chance to get my binoculars out."
1: Yeah. No, it's good. Not Did every piece of dialogue in this movie, much like you know, Tarantino, is just really direct. Yes. Yes. And has a purpose. Yes. And there's there's no messing about yep. with it. And every line is like a pleasure to listen absolutely to. it's just now it's, it's, it's smiling throughout it's
0: interesting that you said tarantino there obviously we've done a lot of you andly believe this is britain's answer to pulp fiction yeah because the way the stories intertwine the way that people you know kind of there's meetups happen, and then the, the whole scene with the milk throwing out the car and then yeah. boris gets it they play that in reverse kind of like the same way yeah. that pulp fiction's almost done in reverse yeah it is,
1: it is very much it is very much like pulp fiction in that you've you've got a lot, you're following a lot of different people mm. and there's 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 one thing, a big, huge diamond mm. that's like linking everyone, everyone together, together and then you don't get exactly how they all fit together yes. until right at the end. Yes, yes. Which is really, really satisfying. Yes. But, you know, the other movie that it really reminded me of mm-hmm. was Ocean's Eleven.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: And I think it's because actually was some of the music, some of the music was quite heisty. Yes, yes, yes. Vegas, yes. Vegas heisty. Yes. And also some of the... Like that last shot, for example, right, mm-hmm. is just Jason Statham
0: and the other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I forget so, so He's, forget he's in name. The Irishman, I forget his name, but he's a very, very good actor. He was in The Irishman recently with... Uh, he's the one that has the fight with Al, Al Capone. Right. Uh, no, Al Capone, Al Pacino, Al Pacino, sorry. Yeah, Al Capone. Al, <laughs> Al Capone, I know. Yeah, that,
1: that's good. That's pretty good. Al- good. They're having the conversation... With someone that you can't see, mm. and then the reveal of who it is, yep. which is the diamond dealer, yes, yes, yes. Um, who we've seen previously mm-hmm. in the movie, but these guys haven't. Mm-hmm. The way that that's revealed is a very, very quick, one hundred eighty degree camera pan, right? Yeah. Which is a technique I think I've you see a lot 90s. in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. In Ocean's Eleven, where you just see fast camera pans, mm-hmm. just, just the, to get that kind of slick style, slick style and yep. that kind of thing that ha- it happens throughout the whole movie. Yep. And couple that with the kind of Vegas heist music. Yes, yes, yes. Which is the my best description for it. No, I no, Can't no. describe um, it and in and any I'll, other I'll way. I'll double down that.
0: So so the point that the big point that I want to take away from the music pairing soundtrack with this movie is that it's so expertly done because the music is an element the music is a joke in itself. Yeah. Okay, we talked about Lucky Star. What a London gangster has no excuse to enjoy Madonna's... early track Lucky Star and you, you hear it when he gets shot at six times that music's playing in the background and then yeah. when he's in the car he goes I love this track. Yeah he's no he's no excuse to love that song. We talk <laughs> you know, but it's funny, it's yeah. funny. And we talk you talked about the gambling house there. What's really great is is the Frankie Fourfingers. He hates gam- or he can't go gambling. He's got a weak spot for gambling. Yeah. But every time someone mentions a casino it just shows him in sort of like a quick montage and just plays Viva Las Vegas yeah. and it's kind of it, but they use the music to, to yeah. bring the comedy out. Yeah. So back to the point I was originally making with Saul, Vincent and Tyrone. Yeah. Those three characters, three songs get played at three different sections of the movie that bring the funny out of the scenes that we see because ultimately you're you're watching three wannabe gangsters yeah. and they're just terrible at what they do. Yeah. So we talked a bit about the, the scene there but I want to talk- Okay, go I'm forward. sorry. Slight so- like, s- slight interruption. I love it when oh, what's the main bad
1: guy's name Bricks. Brick-top. Bricktop. Bricktop when Bricktop's watching him a second, watching okay. the robbery on the on on the on the on the security camera, and he's like, "Who are these silly bastards?" Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, and they use, they, use, they use, he uses really light, um, dialogue, light. cognitive... like, they use the word twits. Yeah, and, yeah. Yes. Um. Oh, I, I wish I could just remember some of the other words mm. that they use. I but, know, I just, but I know what you mean.
0: Just kind of words that you've no use using these kind yeah, of weird, like, silly sod, silly sod, silly sod, or something like that. Of, I love the gangster would use that. He yeah, would yeah. say.
1: It's like so. I like how he uses the the term "silly sod" in the same sentence as "feed them to the pigs." Yes, (laughs)
0: yes, yes, and the whole thing—they will grind through bone like. Butter. I love that. We'll talk about that. Oh, we, will, we, will, we, will, we will talk so about um, that, but I just
1: love it when they take the balaclavas off. And then, so because really, they, can't, they can't get out of the door and then Tyro just walks it from it the other side. It's fucking life.
0: beautiful. So the, s- the <laughs> song that plays as they walk in is one of my most favourite tracks in this, and it's called Cross the Tracks, brackets, we better go back, by Maceo and the Max. And yep. it's this really weird sort of, it's, you can tell that it's quite, um, quite a sort of it's, it's a fucking cool song. It's got a kind of bluesy sort of vibe to it, but it's not the song that gangsters would listen to. And it's it it has that kind of that high pitched, almost penny whistle sounding backtrack to it. Yeah, and you're like. We're watching gangsters about to rob a store and you've got this comedy sort of like bluesy song just playing on in the background. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of like the, the equivalent of wah, 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 mm. just yeah. kind of as they go in. And as they're as they're holding up the store, they lose the gun, they find out that it's pennies in the store, they shoot the thing and and, and Vincent gets it in the leg. Yeah. And it's just like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Yeah. And this comedy almost bluesy soul R and B track is just mocking them in the background. I think I have a track in my
1: head that could have made this movie better. In, one? A, in a couple of places what so that was one bit where it's manically going wrong mm. the security doors are shutting and then the other one is when the dog steals the steals the, the diamond, the diamond yeah. and the american diamond guy basically starts shooting everywhere yeah, and yeah, it goes yeah. all mental and, and i can't remember what this piece of music go is called but it goes like this
0: it is, you're not, but you're not wrong. It's that, kind of, it's that kind of. Another great example of this is we have Dreadlock Holiday by 10cc playing, and then at another point in the movie, we have Ghost Town by the Specials. So those sort of like sky, sort of yeah. music y sort of pieces that just kind of like show you these guys, but they're not taken seriously. Like, Doesn't the movie open with London's Calling? No, no, no. The, mo- the, movie, the, the movie opens with a piece of music called Diamond, and it's the, that's the piece that's kind of like a bluesy on a, on a sort of bass, yeah. uh, 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 um, what's it called, a, um, a double bass, almost yeah. doom, do do do, do do do, do do do, which is what you were talking about earlier yeah. with the sort of Ocean's Eleven vibe that it yeah, brings yeah. to the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, London's Calling is in it, though, right? Uh, I don't think so. No, no, I didn't, I didn't see did London's Calling. Did I imagine Calling. that? I think you did imagine it. I think you did imagine it there. Uh, so, I've seen it in someone Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, another song that I want to talk about is a very, very brief scene is where you have Turkish and you yep. have Tommy go to the gypsy camp We are introduced to Brad Pitt as yep. Mickey, who is ob-
1: obscenely
0: good in this movie. Like
1: he is obscenely good in this movie, although I am going to question... How good he is!
0: No, 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 and I know what you're going to say, and I've I've been Googled, I've Googled, a you Googled for it. You yeah. have Googled this. So well, say your I'm glad you have. and I'll tell you where it comes from.
1: So I have every faith in Brad Pitt as an actor. I think he's fantastic. But I did have a funny thought when I was watching this movie, which there was a line in it that says, "Oh, these Pike's, they're not they're not quite Irish, mm. they're not they're not English, they're mm. just something weird in the middle. That's mm. why their accent's so mm. weird." Mm. And then I just kind of thought they put that line in the movie because Brad Pitt couldn't do a convincing enough Irish accent. <laughs> it was, like, comedically not quite there, so they decided to just go with it and make a, make it a feature of the movie.
0: So I can tell you where the accent came from, right, the okay. origins of this. So uh, this really surprised me. I did a bit of research to this one. So the accent came from, if any of you are familiar with Father Ted which is obviously famous about Irish priests. There's an episode of that called A Song for Ireland where there's one of the hosts of the local sort of um, pre-rounds before they go to the Eurovision Song Contest and he's like this drunk alcoholic guy off, standard, off, off stage and he's like yeah. and he tops like that. Right. But then as soon as he goes on the stage he goes, welcome ladies and gentlemen to the next... Artist. And he's got this really professional voice yeah. and that's the joke.
1: I would have, lo- I would have loved just one scene of Brad Pitt speaking just completely eloquently. Eloquently, Just yeah, to yeah. double down on exactly. that ridiculousness <laughs> of it. But it
0: doesn't happen. Uh, so, going back to the, the music in this, I've got another couple of things that I'd really like to talk about. Because the movie, by and large, is quite silly with a lot of its music. It, like I've said before, it uses the music to paint the comedy of what we're seeing on yeah. the screen. But there's a couple of examples where they nail the music choices in my opinion and the two music choices intertwine within the last sequence or the last chapter, almost, of the film. Yep. Now, the last chapter of the film, obviously, we're well into spoilers. The last chapter of the film starts. Oh, really? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are we,
1: Callum? <laughs> Twenty minutes. Uh, we're into spoilers. We're spoilers. Right exactly. We've only, we've only described every scene of the <laughs> bloody movie so far.
0: <laughs> so, the, the, the there's two songs that are intertwined fantastically. Now, I I love this because I I think in my head the back Of what this happens, what happens here. You have got two British bands put two songs forward for this movie. You have Oasis fucking in the bushes and Massive Attack, Angel. Okay? So the final quarter of the film starts with the most heinous act from Bricktop. Bricktop decides to take revenge on the fact that the Pikey. Brad Pitt will yeah. not play ball, and so he decides to take action and burn down his mother's caravan with the yeah. mother inside. Oh,
1: I was really disturbed and by it that. And take
0: it takes a real turn when you have that scene on screen. So during that sequence, Massive Attacks, Angel plays. Now, I love this song. I love this song for a number of reasons. i watched this. The, the This song features the remake of Flight of Phoenix uh, in 2004 with Dennis Quaid. I and, oh, yeah. stuff. and it, it, there's a really, really. I love that film. And Me too. We watched, Me there's too. A, there's a really great use of that that music in that sequence, um, where it builds to a point where one of the characters, central characters, actually gets shot and the, you know he dies on screen. But it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's an evil, almost malevolent song that's just. The whole song has this just constant drum track. Can you remember the song that I'm talking about? Nah, it's been okay. years. It's been years. Okay, so basically, um, I, I tell you what, let's pause it. I'm going to re- refresh you with it, because I, I think you'll be. I think you'll like what I'm getting at here when I'm yeah, talking why not? about how it's paired. So we've just li- listened to it, re-listened to it again. And there's a point in, in Angel by Massive Attack where, the, like I said, it just almost like the beat drops almost and yeah. that's where you've got Brad Pitt being held back because he wants to get to the caravan sequence yeah you were, you were yeah. saying you love this scene
1: yeah he he looks just wild unhinged absolutely unhinged like i think a lot of things uh, in his character in the whole movie before before that make he comes across as wild and unhinged mm-hmm. but then, but then this moment is just another level yes, of uh, like, animal
0: instinct like mm-hmm. all together the next song that I want to talk about is another song that features in the end of this movie. It's a similar style of track in that it's a completely instrumental piece of music, but this time it's by Oasis, obviously yeah. from the north of England, yeah. called "Fucking in the Bushes, sorry Mr C. But basically that's the name of the track! <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but so what you have in this final sequence is you have any time you see anything evil on the screen, something that Bricktop, Brick, Bricktop has done, it plays massive attack. That point in the boxing sequence where he's being beaten and he's getting punched around and you're thinking, oh, God. Or or they keep telling him, don't knock him out. You need to make it to the fourth yeah. round. It plays this evil, almost like, tones of massive attacks, you know, really slow-building, yeah. malevolent song, which is obviously by massive attack. Yeah. But it's parried by the more... Rocky Upbeat Of Oasis Every time you see Mickey on the screen Where Mickey's getting good So when he enters the ring It plays Fucking in the bushes By Oasis And he's coming into the ring And he's fighting with everyone And it's just And it's just got this Amazing guitar riff That just plays over the top
1: So you've got these Two amazing These two Really energetic Hardcore 21st century tracks That are basically Acting like Traditional
0: Classical Motifs For these characters Absolutely Which is It's fantastic so the, the, and it's great because what happens is when, when you realise at the end, when it all comes together and he goes, uh, it hadn't occurred to me that the pikey took the death of his mother or the demise of his mother quite lightly and then it shows you the, how actually the pikey had been putting bets on himself yeah. and he basically cornered Bricktop's gang he, and he basically had got the upper hand and you realise...
1: I absolutely that. loved this payoff in the movie the payoff, because yeah. up until the, the... Right up until the penny drops... Mm-hmm. At the end, you see Brad Pitt and all the Pikeys as very simple. Yes. You know, they're not, they're not conniving. No. They're not schemers. No. They're just, you know, quick bucks, quick scams. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Instinct and retaliation and not, like, a bra- one brain cell among all of them. And then you realise, at right at the end... That they won, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're just like, yes, yes I love feeling. that. It's and, so
0: good. And they've got this rocking Oasis guitar track. So you've got like Oasis in the north, and then you've got Massive Attack in the south. And obviously, the south, the Londoners, are the enemy. Whereas these Pikes aren't from London, Do you know. They and yeah. so they're almost from, I guess. From, from another part of it. it doesn't yeah. really matter geographically but yeah. the point I'm making is it's it's, it's really great how they're paired yeah, with these but definitely. that when, when you like that payoff at the end and you've just got this amazing guitar
1: riff, just yeah. playing over the top I f- and my favorite my favorite shot in the movie is when brick Top gets his gets his head blown off yeah he's come up and in... there's a and there's a a slow motion that goes into like a still of turkish
0: turkish and tommy
1: turkish and, and tommy Mickey, yeah. looking so surprised and brad pitt's
0: got this most brad pitt grin on his face it ever and brilliant. he's just like hey. it is brilliant <laughs> it's so good uh but i mean i guess like that's me coming to the end the end of this i just wanted to to, to, to we talked a little bit at the start about bricktop now, some amazing quotes came from, from Bricktop. That whole speech when he talks about the pigs, yeah. and they will cut through bone like butter, that is an oh. evil speech. And Wouldn't you
1: be so scared being in that room having somebody just say them. those things So do, at you? So do
0: you know what's even scarier is that he says all this, and then they go, we're ready for you, Gov, and they take them into the next room, and the next room has six hard bastards yeah. in aprons with knives. The whole room is just decked out, and it's like, they're going to cut them up. Yeah. It is terrifying. That is terrifying. It is really, like, it's a really malevolent. So I've got an interesting fact for you as well. All so right. So basically, the, the, the guy who, Alan Ford, who played Brick Top, he is a vegetarian and an animal rights activist. So Amazing. He's, he's a fantastic character himself. But what they basically, Guy Ritchie decided to do was, Guy Ritchie, um, when he was traveling through Brazil, he realized that people who hurt or uh, injure animals are a, a different kind of evil. That yeah. that was what he was kind of told whilst he was trying and and that he decided was a really good thing to do. So he put that element of Bricktop's character with someone who smacked dogs. As you saw him at one scene, he's like, yeah, hitting, it's hitting throughout, it's throughout
1: the movie, and actually one of the most troubling visuals scenes that I found in the movie. It was quite. It's quite uncomfortable watching it. Was it was the aftermath of a dog fight, mm. and there was no, a, there was yeah. a victorious dog and a dead dog, dead dog. in it in a pit, and I really did not like that no, shot. No, and it's, it really troubled me. The
0: guy Ritchie's done that to to really emphasize one evil evil guy. In yeah, episode. definitely, it's, and it's great. It's, it's, it's effective. It's, it's, it's really effective. It's effective yeah, uh, but I think that's I think that's me. I mean, like I could go into a lot of detail about this. We also talked about the Matisse throughout we've got Boris the Blade which I mentioned because the kind of Russian theme that plays yeah. throughout you've got the Pikes theme you've got the panpipes for sort of Turkish and is there like the cat weaving between things yeah, yeah, there yeah. like I said you've got the evil and the good drum tracks that play at the end there then you've got the comedy that builds for the three characters you know they've got like Dreadlock, uh, Dread, Dreadlock Holiday and Ghost Town Yeah, These sort of silly almost ska pieces of music that you've just no excuse being there and then to top it all off you've got Vinnie Jones and Madonna what an unusual pairing but it works (laughs) so well this movie nails the soundtrack and the scoring it uses it in such an effective and subtle way and for that reason I'm going to give this one easily two thumbs up Yeah. Even the second time you watch this, knowing how it all pans out, you will have more pleasure from it. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that people can do that? It is amazing. onion films that are just layers and layers and layers. It is amazing.
1: And it's something that... And I think it's hats off to Guy Ritchie Mm -hmm. for having... Uh, an artistic vision that he sticks to every single time and you can see it in all, all his movies and quite frankly some of them are absolute duds yeah some of them
0: are not great have some you, seen, have you great. seen King Arthur no I Jesus <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was he what <laughs> it's on Netflix okay, watch okay. it <laughs> okay, I'm
1: gonna... oh it's it, it's it's not good it's not good but it's uh-huh. got the guy Richie's style you know okay. what Sherlock Holmes is good. Yes, yes. Sherlock Holmes yes. is good. Second one,
0: yeah, I can take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. 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 You know I what I haven't
1: one. seen that I'm really interested in watching? What? Aladdin. That's a Guy Ritchie movie. It's supposed to be very good. I've heard it's good, but I've not watched very, it. Yet. It's
0: supposed to be very, very good. I'll watch but, it when Disney Plus comes out. And that is me. That is. <laughs> <laughs> and I will watch it when you give me your Disney Plus codes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds fair. <laughs> and that is my report on Snatch. Fantastic. You're up now, Alex. Am I? Yeah, it's oh, your turn. It's coffee. Caught you <laughs> with your trousers down. Oh my goodness. And on your bloody phone. Oh, That's a nice no. steamy coffee you have in front of you there. Oh, yes, it's lovely. It's a, it's a black Americano. <laughs> okay, so Alex this week is doing his on Shrek 4. So, Alex, take it away. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> well. Better and Shrek 3. Oh, <laughs> we all know what happened there. No, oh seriously, we can, we can take another second if you want to put it up there. No, I, would just, I would just do that to catch you off guard. There, there was almost a really good... Um... Did, it, did it work or not? Oh, no, I haven't done it, but okay, you didn't give me a try. Okay, keep trying. Wait, right. wait. Alex is using a newfangled technology. What is this? Pretty newfangled technology is Tyler in his hand. Go on, Alex, you can do it. Mm. In the meantime, I am just going to say, the film that you're bringing to me today, I did a little bit of research into it. And I've only gone and found out that the composer for this film composed my most favourite film of all time. Yeah. And that blew me away. Yeah. And I didn't realise that. Do you want to tell everyone what film it is that you're doing so that I can Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone. <laughs> I'm, it up. I'm I'm still trying to get it. <laughs> I just wanted to put you on the bra put you on, on the spot. Put me on the spot, yeah. Will that yeah. work? Will that no, it won't work? Work. It won't to do? work? It won't work. But, Alex is using AirPlay. AirPlay, everyone. AirPlay for what film? Well, AirPlay for. Air- I want you to ask me a
1: question. I want you to ask me a question. I want you to ask me a question, <laughs> which is how how do I take my coffee? Ask me how I take my coffee. <laughs> you know this I know. I know. <laughs>
0: is this something to do with uh, how you like your men? <laughs> just ask me. Just ask me. How do you how do you take your coffee, Alex?
1: Black, like my men. <laughs>
0: Isn't, isn't that just a fantastic... It's airplane, like, it's, it, airplane. It's, it's, airplane it's, it's airplane. It's airplane, It's airplane, just... Air, right. <laughs> that's not <laughs> just a random tangent. That's, 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 that, without that context... I don't think that's something I can say. Don't think we can say that there, yeah. we bar it up. It's a joke. Now, how are you getting on? This is this is this. Is, I, it would this a is stellar. It'd be going a lot. It'd be going a lot faster if you weren't forcing me to
1: edit content into a microphone <laughs> while trying to go through the settings
0: of my phone. I just thought it'd be quite funny as you talk about airplane. We're doing AirPlay. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pause it and give okay. you another second. Okay, you. You. <laughs> Alex. <Nope. laughs> Alex was defeated by an app I was uh, or, I, or download all oh, of such. So yeah it, just
1: oh you know when you're just like ooh I can do a cool thing a cool with thing. little with little effort yeah. I just have to go to this thing mm-hmm. you go to that thing ooh this will be easy once you download our app and I'm like nope nope, no,
0: no I'm exactly. not doing it nope that paired with a little small x in the top left hand corner of the screen is, is every, cool. every smartphone's heinous I learn another pet peeve of yours every day Cal nice so Airplane airplane now, I started on the, what I was going to say, which was the composer for this is Elmer Bernstein. Yes. Elmer Bernstein famously composing The Great Escape. I mean, that's a name with pedigree, right? That Elmer is. Elmer Bernstein. And, and the theme that goes with that, probably one of the most famous themes ever. It's yeah. often it's often forgot. Obviously, you have the typical Jaws and the, the Vader March theme. But I think if you started whistling The Great Escape theme, know it would be is. an earworm. It would be in everyone's head or everyone would be familiar with yeah. that theme.
1: yeah. Although, I would argue that it's a theme that everyone knows, but
0: maybe not everyone knows where the origins are. I would agree
1: with that. Yeah, I would agree. I would completely agree with that. Because it crops up in a few things. I think I first saw it in The Parent Trap. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, the it's a, it's a, tra- a parent it's trap. A They're all at a summer camp. It's in just how California. Elmer Bernstein would have wanted it. Exactly. <laughs> and famously, Chicken Run, where they kind of do a sort of a recomposition yeah. of it, which I think is really, really clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, we need to do the Great Escape Chicken Run episode. In the <laughs> same episode. In the that same episode. So good. Anyway, this is mine. This is yours. Go for it. Yeah, man. Airplane. What? Well, it's for a lot of people the
1: funniest movie of all time. I don't think it's the funniest movie of all time. I think it's the silliest movie of all time. Yes, isn't it? Every single time, every single time they could do something stupid, they do it.
0: I think. I think it's there's a there's a there's a I think there's a like a, a, an odd someone's tracked this. Isn't there like a joke per minute or something like this? Like almost Oh I think
1: there's definitely the, the, YouTube they, videos. They manage.
0: they manage to get a joke in almost every minute.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if they deliberately construct constructed it that way, but it just it just feels like for every piece of plot progression. I just remembered one of the jokes, sorry. <laughs> no, no, we'll go through this. If we interrupt, <laughs> if, if we interrupt saying, the concert for every okay, airplane you. joke, <laughs> we'll be here for hours. You were saying plot progression, so Every time there's a bit of plot progression, I think they have to put in like four
0: jokes, right? You're desperate to get this out. Just, I just say it. I just, I love the scene where Leslie Nielsen keeps coming into the cockpit. We're all
1: counting on you. Good luck. Yes. I just, <laughs> I just want to let you know. Good luck. We're all counting on you. I
0: fucking and I he love, does it after
1: I, the plane lands.
0: I love that. I love that because that that is my sense of humor. That that's something that like I would do to wind people up or just I love that. what it's almost like silly wind people up, stupid yeah. like stupid for stupid. Do you remember sake. the first time you saw this movie? I was very young. My dad showed this to me. I my dad very, showed me this. And, and it, it's
1: it's. Isn't this the type of movie that dads show their sons? It is. And yeah. mums walk in on it halfway. Tut. Say what are you watching? Airplane. Uh, the eyes roll to the back of the head yeah. and they swiftly leave the room. <laughs> and, the,
0: and then the jiggly boobies go on the screen and everyone goes... What great was that bit? It's just... It's just the pandemonium. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes
1: away. But the point is, there's so many jokes in this movie that I don't know how many times I've watched this movie, I see new things every time. Do you want to know what the, thing, what the, th- what the new thing I noticed this time watching? Because I watched that? it a couple of nights ago. Is when Captain Over yes. is at the news agents before he go before he goes and he gets a phone call mm-hmm. and he's looking at magazines and he's looking at porno magazines like he's looking at because <laughs> the big the big joke is he's obsessed with like muscly oiled dudes right yeah but on the magazine stand it has categories and under the categories it says whacking material <laughs> i've never seen it before
0: and it's not a joke it's just a, it's, Suitable for ripping the heat off it. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, this episode's going to be a lot of... Remember yeah. that time. The other one...
1: Actually, the, the, other, the other joke... The other joke that I got <laughs> in that scene, actually, which was the, this was the first time I got that joke, is I, c- I couldn't reconstruct it accurately enough, but the joke is basically... He says he holds one person on one phone and gets someone on the other phone. Yes. And the way he constructs the words is basically like ordering quick quick fire ordering a sandwich in like yes. a New York deli yes, or something yes. like that. It, and that and that's the joke we wouldn't get that joke we wouldn't get that joke because we've not grown up in like that culture or something it's it's like there's so there's loads of like in jokes. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I just remembered. I, on a musical point, I just remembered they're flying without instruments, and then it cuts to the cockpit, and they've all got like bassoons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're trombones. It's those little stupid ones. Yes. Yeah. How- how long did that? How long was that? Was that joke on screen for like two seconds? Second, two seconds. I prefer those types of jokes than the whole blow up dolls and blow from his. You know, it's like he's yeah. Blow. I don't like those as much as the just the, absolutely. They've no excuse. It's a dad joke. Yeah. The Instrument they're using instrument like that's a dad joke on yeah. screen, but it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Okay. The film opens <laughs> with, a,
1: with a musical joke. We're there. We're at the music, <laughs> which is supposedly what we're <laughs> supposed to be talking we're at, about. We're at the opening of the movie. We're at the opening of the movie. Go for it. Uh, and, it's a, and it's a picture of the clouds at night. And then a tail fin pokes up from the clouds <laughs> yes. and goes across the screen. Dun. And then what do you hear? Dun. Dun. I love it. It's brilliant. It's amazing. They do Jaws. They're oh, brilliant.
0: do they? Was that they Jaws? do Jaws. <laughs> <they did> Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most recognisable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I do like that I'm,
1: You know, I don't really get what the joke is.
0: It's just <laughs> something stupid.
1: What's the joke? What's they, the intellectual
0: reason behind that they, joke? Them, someone must have went... Doesn't, doesn't a rudder on a plane look kind of like a dorsal fin? Yeah. They went, well, we'll use that. Yeah. We'll use that. Yeah. Everyone must have been submitting. This must have been an absolute nightmare to be on the set for, because everyone was probably writing in jokes or trying to, trying to one-up each other on screen and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think it's... I mean, we go back to him quite a lot, but Leslie Nielsen, it is Leslie Nielsen, isn't it? Yeah. Who is by far the funniest person in the whole room. His deadpan nature to deliver the jokes yeah. is just... The best. Well, his
1: his en- his um entry is amazing because they're looking for a doctor and the, the woman next to him says, "I think I think this person next to me might be a doctor." And he goes, "Excuse me, are you a doctor?" And then you see his face; he's got a stethoscope. Yeah, 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 amazing! I, I just love it. Yeah. Oh my god! We could just spend the segment just quoting the jokes, couldn't we? Like, who cares about the music, really? <laughs>
0: This is a shambles already. <laughs> we can talk about the music. How quickly this is going If we reduce all the music chat
1: to one bit, it would take like ten minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's just get it over with so we can <laughs> talk more about the instruments.
1: Yeah, more about, more about the jokes. <laughs> more about it, okay. No, yeah, Elmer Bernstein did compose some really iconic stuff for this movie, though. Yes. There's this great, brassy number which kind of goes through the whole thing you know? mm-hmm. yep yeah. yeah, I know exactly and, the piece and it's really cool and it's just it's evocative of like all these other action, 70s like action movies Completely agree that were going on mm-hmm. around the same time and I think I think if I'd done more research I could tell you exactly <laughs> one movie that it was derivative of but I didn't so I'm not <laughs>
0: I just put my water out (laughs) and take a drink. If I'd only gone and done my job, I would have been able to talk a bit more about this. But there you go, Callum. Literally, you just threw me a hand grenade. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let me give you a movie that is potentially like Die Hard, Die Hard Two. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Maybe I don't. Know. That piece of music that you talked about with the did, because yeah. that is that's throughout this whole film. Yeah, and I think it's a really great piece of music because it, it's it's kind of like it just progresses the pace or yeah. and the the it's paired with a lot of the sequences, the kind of the high violins pieces when he's thinking of the plane crash. You're too high. You've got to pull out. You've got to pull out. And it's yeah. do. Yeah. With the violins, and it's, it, yeah. I think it's really actually really useful when when they when they pair some of these like quite te- I guess I guess stressful for the lack of a, of a word. Nothing yeah. in this movie is stressful. No, like they. they try, I think that's it. They, do, do you ever
1: feel the stakes? They,
0: that's the but that's the brilliant because you're watching these civilians land an aircraft, and there should be stakes in that situation. But it's just so comedy filled. But the music tries yeah. to be serious. Yeah, that's the difference. I think that's a really good difference between this and Snap. Snatch. Whilst what you're watching on the screen in Snatch was serious, and the music was joking. Yeah. You've got it almost the other way around with Aeroplane, because this is a serious soundtrack. Like this is a he uses serious instruments. Yeah. And he and he, he actually does. conveys like the the I think it's the most serious thing on the or the, throughout the whole package of entertainment that is Aeroplane. You yeah. have this piece of music that's played throughout, as you've said. But what you see on the screen is utter madness. Yeah, utter madness. <laughs> I mean, I, I like what you, you were saying
1: about like. There should be stakes because it's civilians. But one of the pilots was a basketball player. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Exactly, exactly. You know, come on. Fantastic. I love it when the wee boy is like, my dad says you don't
0: work hard enough on defense. He's like, the hell I don't. <laughs> I've just remembered another sequence that I was laughing at as well before where the little boy's is in the cockpit and the pilot turns to him and goes, so, Jimmy, have you... Uh, Ever seen a grown man naked before? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what Tell the me, fuck? Tell me, Jimmy. Have you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> I love those jokes. <laughs> I, they really, know. those just little just quips. It's like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Tell me, Jimmy. Do you like
1: hanging around the gymnasium?
0: <laughs> they, are, they are really good, those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um, anything else you want to talk about music-wise? Oh, yeah, yeah, mu- yeah music-wise. The other big theme that happens in this is the love theme, right? Yes, yes, yes. There's a love yes. theme between Ted and Do you remember her
0: name? Oh I can't remember her name. It's uh, is it do- Dorothy or something nah, like that? It's not, no, I let, forget. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. You keep oh, talking, talking. I'm gonna yeah, find it out for you. They have They have a, a
1: they have a love theme, which is mm-hmm. very much them um, how'd I go with. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So Julia Haggerty plays the character Elaine. Elaine, Elaine right? Yeah. course. Nice. And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's very much—it's so heavy on the vibrato strings. It's—it's it's very clearly taking the Mickey out of like Greece. It's Greece, yes. Yeah. That's
0: exactly what I thought. It's yeah. taking the Mickey out of Greece. That sequence at the start. The beginning sequence. Yeah. On the, the beat yeah, It is. It's it takes deliberately
1: Greece and like high romance classic movies like Casablanca Casablanca of course and things course. like that and Gone with the Wind almost exactly, exactly. Those, yeah. like we're talking Humphrey Bogarts and things yep. like that yep. you know really high romance you stuff but Greece. it takes the takes the piss out of it so much to the extent that like at the end of the movie when they're having their elongated Hollywood kiss when they've landed the plane mm-hmm. right you've got that theme with the strings yes, giving yes, it, it everything with the vibrato it, yeah and then you also have like a chorus of singers going
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah right and then it goes up and up and up and so it goes <laughs>
2: <laughs> And you
1: just they get too high you know that scene in trey yes where yes, yes. princess fiona um, has like a, du- the bird. a duet with a bird, yes. and it sends it so high that the bird explodes. It's that. Sort of stuff it's, it? the, it's the same <laughs> joke, and it's so funny. I d- it's
0: quality that. It's funny like that you said taking Greece. the piss out of the out of your own genre is amazing. Mm. Well, it doesn't take itself too seriously. <laughs> to, to a large part of this, to large... really, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Is that? Is This is Captain Obvious today. Your pilot speaking on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I can see that you've come. You've come as an airplane featured in the movie with your beard so long. Today. (laughs)
1: Can
2: I talk about that
0: joke? Because we talked about that last night. So,
1: (laughs) I slightly regret (laughs) opening this segment the way I did with... A blatant racist stereotype, <laughs> because there's quite a bit of racism in this in this movie. Shall we just go through it all quickly? I just, just go through it.
0: I'll, I'll time code the section. There's the, the racist, racist podcast from Alex and Cam. Yeah. There's <laughs> the there's the nine year old girl. Yeah, yes. Who, yes who, who, could who, who,
1: who takes her coffee like her men? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they, they talk jive at one point. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just saying. The thing is, though, when you're watching it. <laughs> and I know we don't have any sort of perspective on no, this because no, no, no. We're, we have an we're privileged white male assholes. <laughs> yes. I'm actually light blue. I've <laughs> <you? laughs> yeah, even worn well, it. Yes, but you, you watch this movie and you don't feel like it's being—it's
0: being, it's being nah, racist. It's not hurting anyone, is it? It's yeah, not I, trying to
1: yeah, I mean.
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't we, know. That's the thing. We don't know. <laughs> maybe there's a maybe there's a there's a there's a group of people who really don't like it for the, the sort of connotation. I don't think you can. I don't think in any. When it's when a movie's that
1: when, ser- when a movie is that silly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. This is a this is a great answer to. It's a joke. We're joking. Yeah. This is a great answer to it. Sorry, you were talking about the the aircraft that you that you've come to oh, that yeah. so today. So
1: that was one of that was one of the one of the racist jokes. Jive was another uh-huh. Jive was another one. And then the other one at the end of the movie where there's an Israel Air <laughs> airplane <laughs> and it's and it's got a very orthodox Jewish
0: <laughs> it's beard. it has got a turban as well. It's just like <laughs> not a cap. Is that, oh, was it was a cap. with a cap. Like kippah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just the
1: the the, the 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 nose of the plane was dressed up like an orthodox <laughs> Jew and it's obscenely racist <laughs> you have been listening to the racist podcast with Alex. my goodness
0: that's excellent well I, I that's great any more musical points that you want to bring away from this this, uh, this film we should talk about the Saturday Night Fever Let's do it. That's a great, oh. that's a great sequence where they just, I mean, they just 100% rip it off. It's amazing how actually, for a comedy, how accurate that redoing yeah. of that sequence is. Because if you watch the two side by side, even the filter they use for the camera is quite similar. That kind of hazy yeah. sort of 70s filter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's amazing. It, it really is amazing. I, I love the setup for that scene with the two Girl Scouts having a fist fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's doing this whole monologue about how this is the seediest seediest oh, bar yeah. in this area of the <laughs> ocean and you see all these really haggard guys and and you know, a fight could break out of any moment. And you're <laughs> sitting there watching, who's it gonna be that's gonna break out in a fight? Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert and surprise, it's the two Girl Scouts two having girl a game of poker yeah, yeah. and they try to oh, kill each right, other. That's
0: right, isn't it? It's kind of done in this weird sort of stop motion thing where you can see where they edited the points. They try and like make the fight look really convincing yeah. and stuff. That must have taken on many
1: takes. Uh, and they're okay. trying to kill each other. These two girls are trying <laughs> to kill each other in this fight scene. And it ends when one girl gets slid across the bar, which there's that, that, there's that amazing choreographed moment where one one of the girls gets sent flying across the bar and all the guys sitting at the bar lift their drinks up so yes, she can go underneath yes it. that is a great scene. it's so good and good. she goes barreling head first into the jukebox which obviously turns the jukebox, juke, jukebox on that's it that's all you're getting from me you can let go of your balls now, Alex. Yes. <laughs> and I love the whole... I, I love the guy... You know where the guy gets stabbed in the back? Yes. Yeah. And then Elaine... They and, all do the dance and they're move. Doing And they're doing things that look like disco dance moves. And he's like, No! Someone stabbed someone me so in is, the back! They're all doing And <laughs> she's that. Like, and she's copying his <laughs> movements. And it's so It's brilliant. brilliant. No, it's such a good scene.
0: It, it is really great. I, 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 I'm I, definitely going to have to obviously re-watch this film again. Yeah. But I want to listen to the music of again. Because... This whole the whole Elmer Bernstein thing, I only made that connection today. Yeah, I only made that connection my way over here, and I was like, oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah, um, I guess just to, to talk a little bit about Elmer Bernstein. I mentioned at the start The Great Escape, and obviously he was fam- most famously for for scoring that, uh, and for so many reasons. i we'll get into that in a, another time. But yeah. I, I just wanted I you messaged me a couple of months ago that there was a, a an experience where you could watch The Great Escape live. And Elmer yeah. Bernstein's son Was the composer That's Conductor Conductor sorry Conductor yeah. not composer uh, uh, Amazing It was yeah. so It was so great I'm not going to tell the story I of think that. I bailed on you To go to a Kaylee. You, you did You bailed on me that night Yeah, yeah. I, you, you missed that That was
1: a great show No actually. I can imagine But that's something that we've um, Really gotten into recently Like a whole film's life With orchestra yeah, so yeah They're really great experiences I, I would are, highly yeah. recommend Any listener who's not been To one of those experiences To Go to one, I,
0: anyone. Don't wait for like your favorite movie. Just, yeah, go, just go to, to just anyone go to
1: because yeah. I promise you, you'll
0: love it. You'll love Shrek Four. Bring your name. Absolutely, she'll love it too. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but so so they obviously Elmer Bernstein directing that, and his son was sorry, was the the, the um, conductor for the Great Escape Live. Yeah. But I, I, there's a, f- a few funny things happened that night, and I'll talk about that when we get onto that show. Yeah. But I'm going to say now, when we're, we'll, we'll, we'll round this section off, and I'm going to do the thumbs up now. I personally think the music is great for this movie, but I think what happens is the music takes a lot of the sequences quite seriously, but you need to have a serious... It's like every great stand-up act, there needs to be a silly man and a serious man. Yeah. And I think the music... Good cop, bad cop. I think the music plays the serious man in a lot of the sequences. Obviously, we talked about the love themes and the kind of the... These sort of themes. I think the music does that job. I think it does it very, very well, very effectively. Yeah. They're, they're, hy- they're hyperbolic. They're, basi- they're basically like, this is the
1: kind of music that we want in this kind of scene as if this was a serious movie. But can you make it the most extreme version of that that you yeah. can? For example, the, the love theme is the most schmaltzy, ridiculous love course, theme you've ever heard in your life. And then the action-adventure theme is the most... Kind over of the top, over the yeah, top. Yeah, Half, uh, you know, pulse-paced piece of music that's just yeah, playing. Yeah, it just dial. In, you know, in the words of Spinal Tap, it goes up to eleven. It goes up to eleven. It does, yeah. doesn't it?
0: I don't know what to give this one a thumbs up. Wise. No, what?
1: it's a weird. It's a weird one because the movie. The movie gets a two thumbs up for what it is Easy. because it's the it's the best spoof that has ever been made. I completely ever. agree. Completely agree. But it, it's hard to it's hard to credit the music. At the same level as the yeah, comedy. Yeah. Do you know what, do I compl- you know what I, mean? I
0: completely see what you're saying. And I think for that reason... It's...
1: But, it's, in, but if it's it's inevitable that the music services that purpose mm. in the most perfect way. Mm. Like, it just does. Mm. It does its job in the most perfect way. Uh-huh. So I think it does deserve the two thumbs up. But... You know, not not in the same way that we would yeah, give a two thumbs up to you know E. T. or E. T. exactly. Star Wars, I see, I see. Yeah.
0: So I think yeah, we would be doing maybe E. T. and Injustice if we gave this a two thumbs up, but not or or I think I only gave it one thumbs up to. So I think this is a one thumbs up. I think for a lack of for a lack of making sure that my own internal monitoring system stays intact and that yeah. I, I, I i remain a credible I'm resource gonna,
1: i'm going <laughs> to get i'm going to get also give it one thumb up but my only reason <laughs>
2: cares.
1: i'm no nobody cares nobody cares i'm <laughs> sitting sit here spouting absolute bollocks into a microphone <laughs> love it but i'm going to give it one thumb up for no other reason than I, th- I think it's about time that I gave something one thumb up. Yeah, exactly. It might as well be this. You've
0: been, you've been oddly, you've been oddly, oddly. Um, what's the word? Not critical. Critical. You've been oddly. Uh, what's what's that bloody word? The opposite. Of opposite critical. of critical.
1: Yeah. I will say opposite of critical.
0: Opposite of critical. For lack of a better, for lack of a for lack of a better word. For, but for but, but you've given you've given this uh, one thumb up, which is yeah, yeah, out of character. Are you feeling okay? Yeah. Do you want to put that face mask on in the corner? You look <laughs> a bit under the weather. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cough, cough, splutter, splutter. Uh,
0: perfect. <laughs> On. yeah let's move forward let's move or oh, moving forward yes <laughs> moving forward the fuck yes. are we uh do you want to bring some stuff i guess we've got a bit of time to talk we about do. A, few, a few different things yeah. typically we only have time for one thing but this is a. Uh, have got something that i brought and i think you're gonna bring something that you want to talk about yeah shall i shall i go first
1: yeah not? right
0: let's talk let's talk about no time to die oh, very oh. quick here we go yeah okay go on uh, go for it go for it go i for just it. This is the Welcome back to the Racist No Time to Die Podcast from, uh, Yes absolutely from like, how, <laughs> We've talked um, about This film a lot I so, mean for, for good reason So
1: Earlier Earlier this week mm-hmm. Slash last week Slash whenever It was announced Yes The The powers that be des- Decided to Push No Time to Die From Imminent release Like we're talking April 3rd Yeah we're talking Weeks away yeah, from, April 3rd. from the recording Of this podcast To November Right 25th of November 25th yeah. of November why is that, Callum?
0: <sighs> I think it's... I think... I think... Bond really sort of looked at his clock.
1: Monday
0: he, he, Oh, it was it money, was it? Okay. Monday! I thought it was something to do with the fact that he maybe did have a bit more time to die and he thought... You know, it's like yeah. It's like when you wake up, your alarm, and you go, hang on, I've got a shower in bed. Yeah. And I may as well just give myself a little bit time He saw his calendar.
1: He saw his calendar and thought, this month is not
0: nearly as busy as last no, month. I definitely have enough more. time to die. Yeah, he's, he's done it. He's sorted his way out. I... Yeah, I... It's money. So obviously, the reason the reason behind this being MGM bond as a franchise is, is their biggest money maker, yeah. and they want to be able to have a really good kick at the bucket. And, and quite and quite right, quite yeah. right. So this is so, so this is the reason why a lot of people have said a lot of people spoke to have asked have asked me. I guess because I'm some sort of uh, pop culture media sleeper agent. Somehow, some reason, I have authority to know any of this sort of stuff. But yeah. I've had people go, "Do you think this all happened to other films?" I think the answer is no. The no. answer is no, because you've got the other films that are coming out, the big blockbusters that are kind of doing this. You've yeah. got things like Black Widow coming out. Yep. Um, at the moment, So Black Widow, they're not going to halt. No. I mean, or, or The Quiet Place 2 is another example of that, because the studios that they're attached to have the money to be able to keep themselves taking over. Well, they have other things. But how it's ex- Disney. How expensive it must be to halt the production for six months, or, 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 the, or the, the release more yeah. than anything. Think how much money has gone into the, the advertising. I was on a flight... At the end of the week, and on the back of every single plane seat, it had no time to die, third of April. Yeah, and he went, shit. Yeah, like to the point where and it's this is like a big cheap, one as well. Cheap... It's the twenty fifth movie, it's exactly. the last Craig movie. Exactly,
1: like you know, this you know, it's very much the end of an era.
0: Yeah. So, so obviously, the reason, as I was saying there, the reason they've done this is because MGM's big moneymaker is the Bond franchise. Yeah. Now they can't, unlike Disney and stuff, like we talked about. Dis- uh, uh, MGM cannot risk this. Flopping, or cannot risk any cut to yeah. the 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 gross total made in the box office because yeah. this is kind of what keeps the lights on in the studio, so to definitely, speak. Definitely, definitely. And you know, l- let's not beat about the bush here. Assuming that coronavirus and this whole thing was not was not thing, or whatever the re- whatever fucking reason that they say it should, it, it, it's been po- postponed for. We all know it's coronavirus, but whatever reason they say it was postponed for, if that didn't happen, this movie would have killed. Yeah. This movie would have absolutely killed... Because it's Bond.
1: Oh, people go out for Bond. Because it's people Daniel Craig's last movie...
0: Bond. And they've done everything they could. We talked Billy Eilish last week. They've got R- uh, Rami Malik in, yep. in, in, in for the villain. You know, they, they just, they just kind of went... They looked at... It's almost like the formula. They kind of went, how can we get the most amount of money? Oh, we'll make it the longest Bond movie ever. Because that... Typically, I've, I've read some reports... A movie that's longer people will go to. People will make more of an event for it. You don't, yeah. you don't want to go to a movie that's 90 minutes anymore. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Those days are over. Yeah. When you're going to these big blockbusters, you want to A, get your money worth, and B, get the time on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that's a... It's not think, a
1: time-wasting experience. No, it's, it's not. like an event.
0: It's, it's an event. And I don't think that's a thing against... Uh, uh, like a, an editor's trend. Obviously, you see editor's trend throughout. You talked about the panning sequences from like the 90s, from yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Ocean's level. There's loads of different... Se- I think there's loads of different things that come in and out of fashion currently right now the big topic obviously editing with with uh, the end game came out that's a movie that can justify its length of time if this was like I, I, gen- I genuinely think this is this is a this is everything that they had at this like i say the, the the actors the story the song the production itself this was going to kill yeah and now it has no time to die it's no time to kill yeah so but what do you think what do you think of this means i mean at the end of the
1: day, I don't care.
0: <laughs> you were gonna fucking say. That. I don't, I <laughs> I can't don't care. Even say
1: that. I don't care. Like the movie's made, right? Yes. When it comes out, there's no relevance on how this, how good this movie's gonna be. Which is, at the end of the day, the only thing I care about. I couldn't give a toss mm-hmm. about uh, studio earnings, box office takings, exactly. Any of that. People, people really care about
0: that stuff. Yeah. And it's also Because they want their favourite things to do well. And I and I get that. But But it's also quite funny. So something to pair this moving slightly away from No Time to Die, we're talking about the final production being delayed and stuff. You've got the yin to the yang. They've been waiting nearly two years to drop new mutants. And of course the one time that new mutant new mutants looks to drop is probably going to be amidst the the, the point where the UK yeah. goes, oh, we're now in a pandemic, no one should go to the cinema anymore, people should yeah. be a metre apart from each other, as all the governments are saying now. Yeah. So you've got this, the most unlawful How timing. far away
1: are we, are we from, each, from each other?
0: From, oh, we're a bit too oh, close. We're a bit too Get in nice and close to me now. Yes. <laughs> it's me silly. But no, but, but the, anyway, the point I'm making is that it's funny... How you've got this movie that's kind of been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And the one time they drop, it's just it's doomed to make no money. Yeah. So New Mutants, not no New, time to New die. Mutants, yeah. New Mutants, yeah. No,
1: I still think I still think No Time to Die will make money. Will make money. And actually, I think in in a funny way, if if we assume that by November coronavirus just won't be a thing anymore, which obviously I have no idea. None of us know. But let's, it, yeah. let's let's hypothetically imagine a November 2020 where nobody has coronavirus and everything's
0: kosher and back
1: to normal. Gonna kill. Right? It's going to kill. It's going to kill.
0: This movie and again,
1: is. And even more so because of this delay.
0: And because it, it's think. had the time to die. It has. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's had the time to die, but crucially, it hasn't. It hasn't. Done. It
1: hasn't. It's Love chosen it. not to. I wonder even though I had the time to. Everyone must
0: have made this joke at some point. Yeah. Although the other, ter- if we really want to see it that bad, we could probably fake a sort of a terminal illness of one of us and maybe message MGM. That's dark. Well, that's what they do, isn't it? Star Wars always show it to these kids and stuff. So if, I guess we could always do that if we really want to see it for content. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about
1: making light of light light of that subject. <laughs> I always <laughs> feel quite <laughs> feel quite moved that Disney <laughs> show their show their Star Wars movies. It is movies. lovely. It is, it is nice. Lovely. It's a lovely. You gotta do. You
0: gotta think. Some folk are like, "Oh, I could really get out and they, get through this." Oh. Do you think someone has probably done that? I bet someone did it for Endgame. That is. <laughs> hundreds of people saw. Terrible. that Terrible. Hundreds of people saw that early. Like hundreds of people did. Yeah. I bet everyone does anything for that. So that's what we could do. I, I'm gonna <laughs> listen, say let's got, not do that. Listen, I've got no time to die. Do... <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do my. You, you had a thing you were gonna bring. Right? Yeah, I was gonna bring something <laughs> different to this. So it was announced recently. That HBO are going to be commissioning one of my most favourite games ever made into a TV series. Ah, very exciting! Now this game is something. Have you played the game? We talked a bit about this uh, before. Ah, it's a PS4 game. A PS4, but, you, but it was on PS3 originally. Yeah, which you had. Yeah, but I didn't get it. You would no excuse. <laughs> right. So, 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 so it's the game is Last of Us, the Last yeah. of Us game. Now, the the game basically is it's a. It's it's your kind of typical post-apocalyptic, um, you know, post-coronavirus world that we live in, where yep. everyone's clickers and all this sort of stuff, and it is kind of zombies and it's like a fungal thing or whatever it is, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the HBO, obviously, are, are are deciding to commission this series, but who they have writing it is a guy called Craig uh, Craig Mazin. Now, Craig Mazin, famously last year, came out with an absolute cracker of a film, Chernobyl. Uh, a, a TV series, Chernobyl. Yeah. Did you see Chernobyl? I didn't. So Chernobyl is obviously depicts the, the events of 1986 uh, Chernobyl disaster, yeah. where the, the, the private uh, nuclear power plant basically goes off and shuts, shuts off into meltdown. It, it is an incredible t- TV series. But the composer for it is Hildur deter I can't say her name wrong hey, that, that was, was the, incorrect what's the name of it Gun- well, oh I don't know <laughs> but crucially I'm, I'm not going to try I'll say when you're wrong but I won't say when I'm right no <laughs> absolutely obviously, I have no shame Icelandic composer who recently won the Oscar for best original score for Joker at the 2020 exactly at the 2020 Oscars so my question to you is that obviously David sorry uh, Craig Mason has, has was the writer for Chernobyl he's going on to write the story for *The Last of Us*, wouldn't it be great if we brought that same tone to this really dark post-apocalyptic world? We have this, you know, this Oscar-winning composer to be pulled on board. Do, what do you think the likelihood of that is? Do you think that they're, do you think those two have work, are, are going to work together for this one? Do you think that who, because you've got to bring somebody in with that yeah. kind of—it's HBO and it's one of the, the biggest-selling games of all time. You yeah. I mean, you've got to deliver with this, don't you? Yeah. Well, who, I, I mean, do you think of any composers that could, who, could? that could deliver that kind of really dark, undertony, apocalyptic sort of environment. We talked to, obviously, John Murphy at the start, yeah. 28 days later. There's a lot of water running through these pipes there, is. there I there? don't know if you can hear that, but it's, uh, <laughs> that's not, don't it's, it, it's making me
1: want to go to the toilet.
0: <laughs> it's making me want to go. You're going to stay here. Right. And you're going to answer the question. Right. Who would you have composed for a post-apocalyptic uh, TV series, if you had to put a, a composer to it right now?
1: Ramen Jawadi. Oh, that's a great
0: answer. Is that his name? I think that's his name. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Game obviously. of Thrones. So obviously HBO's other famous TV series. Yeah, that's a great answer.
1: Also Westworld.
0: And Westworld, absolutely. Do you watch Westworld? I watched the first season. What do you think? I liked it. You did. I did, yeah. The new series looks good. The new series makes me want. To well, I want. I want to catch up. Um, uh, I've, I've got, I'm watching too much at the moment. Oh, I'll watch it at some point nice. I'll watch it at some
1: point But I watched the first season Anthony Hopkins was fantastic in it Okay He didn't survive No he didn't No he didn't I'm not saying <laughs> He, seeing
0: got, the he got Sean Beaned He did got Sean Bean. Yeah Right in his <laughs> Sean Beans Right in the Sean Bean. Kicked right, right in the bean. Right yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah Yeah but, is, it, is, uh, it, is, it, is it Is it Sean Bean or Sean Bon Oh it's Sean Bon It's Sean Bon Sean Bon Jovi <laughs> <laughs> like, Literally I thought it was Sean Bean Oh, will take Sean Bon oh, He's from the north isn't he yeah. yeah. You're from, you're from Yorkshire. Proper, yeah, proper pro- 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 proper Yorkshire. Uh, Robert Baratheon
1: <laughs> My yeah. name
0: is Ned Stark. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah. I I but so so yeah, so to answer to answer the question, I think that this TV series that's coming out there, I, I think the 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 way that they really seal the deal is they put some sort of malevolent evil sort of low-pulsing soundtrack and, yeah. I, and, and you know I, I think there's a there's a couple of people that could definitely deliver to this but yeah. i want to talk about the casting for this as well because there was a little there was a funny thing when this movie came out of, of everyone thought it was ellen page that was doing the the motion capture for this oh obviously the, it's joel and ellie are the two main characters and so that was it not ellen page no it wasn't so ellen page is a different mo- uh, game throughout this episode. I can't remember the name of the game that she was in, but it quite—it's quite similar to this. I'm gonna bring the—I'm gonna bring it up here just the last one, because because big
1: character-driven games, they're—they're they're getting proper actors to do proper like complete, motion yeah, capture. Yeah. Uh, like the most recent example being uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh yes. Which was yes. Cameron Monaghan. Fantastic, yeah. Who gave a great performance, yeah, and yeah. I've seen behind the scenes of all that and the, Cory and the. Choreograph with the motion capture cameras, like all the lightsaber fight moves yes.
0: and all that. So every single thing he wore every poncho as <laughs> well. I, I believe he did. <laughs> I believe
1: he's. G- I game, believe he's got a wardrobe full of Jedi Fallen Order ponchos. <laughs> they were like that. Were like, and, he, and he's and he's and he's opened the wardrobe and he's thought what if
0: I don't want to wear a poncho which is what we all thought when we were wearing a game you signed the contract Cameron you the con- and he goes down and he goes oh, I bloody did sign the contract I've got to wear it." but there was a nice little treat at the end for Cameron because when, when he left the set he'd come quite attached to it and the director turned to him and he went Cameron I've got a little secret for you and he went see all those ponchos and that wardrobe over there they're yours and magic filled his eyes yeah. like an anime schoolgirl oh yeah. if you don't take them they're going in the skit oh okay well, so uh, yeah so then he loaded them right up into a shopping cart and off he went off into the sunset the back end. to do another back to do another Gotham series or something is that thing finished? Yeah. He's finished it that. Is. He was good in that as well, was he? Oh, he not? was fantastic in that. He's yeah. a great actor. What were we talking about before this? We talking about... H- Ellen Page. Oh, <laughs> Ellen Page, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. So what's really great about this, it's a very character-driven story, The Last of Us. I genuinely think it's one of the best games I've ever played. It was so, so good. But what's funny is that the fandom have gone nuts over who they think are going to be portraying the two central characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another name that, that doesn't get mentioned quite a lot is uh, Troy Baker. So Troy Baker is famous for doing motion capture acting he did the the character of Joel in Last of Us he's famous for doing a lot of the Batman movies and the Bioshock movies so he's a a voice actor by trade which I always think is amazing those guys must fucking make some amount of money being a voice actor for games multi-million pound games voice voice acting is like there's there's
1: so many think how many animated things Mm. there are like you know there's cartoons on TV there's animated movies there's video games Mm -hmm. There's all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's great. And my favourite voice actor is Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's great, isn't he? everything he does, yes. and he's in so much, and he's gone on record so many times saying it's his favourite kind of acting, mainly because he doesn't have to look very good doing he it. He doesn't have to, <laughs> yeah, he can just yeah. rocking with his pyjamas mm. and like be like really good. Robin Williams, again, was mm-hmm. another really fantastic voice can actor. Can I,
0: well, look at us now. We've got a microphone. What are we still audition? We can make money. What are we doing with our current jobs, right, Alex? This is your t- this is your chance to shine. Right. I want to hear the addition. You're gonna say the famous brick top scene about how pigs can go through bone through butter. Okay, but say it nice and deep into the thing. So imagine it. Go on. I don't know the line. Just go six. Uh, eighteen pigs can go through six pieces of a human body. They will go through bone like butter. But say it really evil. Say they can go through bone like butter. Go and get. Really, I can't remember the specifics. Of just, that. just, just say that. Just fucking say. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I will actually. Okay, well I'm going to do it, and you're going to miss your opportunity. On you go. They can go through bone like butter. Oh, very good. It's all that you've got to get the bees in there and stuff. And Nancy. And it enunciate. That's it how. You, that's how you become a famous uh, voice actor there. So yes, I want to hear those constants. Oh, very it. good very yes. good appropriate voicing yes. so the two characters obviously I talked Troy Baker is going to yeah. be playing Joe, and Ellen Page is not playing Ellie who's the, the character there but who would you put in this role have you seen what these two characters look like you must have yeah, seen what they look like yeah I've seen what they as in on, from the promotional stuff there
1: okay who am I casting the who are you the, casting? The guy
0: cast them both who, who would you say would be good good
1: faces for those roles okay Viggo Mortensen
0: oh that's a great one Yep. obviously from the road because yep. he plays the same because ca- he's huh? basically done it <laughs> did you did you see the green book recently with him in it no oh my goodness that's that, we'll, that's little bit of Captain homework. Fantastic have you seen Captain Fantastic no he's, that he's great in that oh yeah. my goodness there really That's great. like that's like you just put
1: a plus two on my plus two Oh <laughs> like yes. twist I feel like I feel like you always ask me if I've seen stuff and I always say no and no. I'm, I have to keep reminding myself I have seen a lot <laughs> I have seen some stuff <laughs> just give yourself a bit of pep talk know, before you start like, the podcast I have seen stuff
0: I, I do. I can. Viggo is a great choice. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen. What about Ellie? So you're looking maybe like a fourteen year old girl, famous at the moment. Um, I thought Millie Bobby Brown. Stranger Things. Yes, Millie Bobby Brown. I would say
1: um, the girl from Logan. Oh, that's I a great one. Yes, I, I can't remember oh, her so name. And she also very recently did his Dark Materials his for Dark the BBC. Materials. you're right. And she was fantastic. In fact, great young actress. It's funny because
0: because a lot of people have said get Hugh Jackman in for Joel, but if you look at Logan, that is basically the Joel and Ellie almost, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. quite a fun little pairing. can yeah. Where yeah. you've come from, that. Yeah. Florence Pugh, she a bit old. Bit bit old. Yeah. I've said Florence Pugh a lot in this podcast, haven't I? I'm like her aging. Well, Not this episode Not this episode Florence Pugh could do he that Sort said, said it once in this episode And
1: several times In one of the <laughs> earlier episodes But I, I don't think we could I, th- I don't think we could say We've said it so many times we We're going to have A Florence Pugh segment Welcome back to the Racist Florence Pugh podcast With Calvin Adams
0: <laughs> The racist Florence Pugh podcast With no time to die <laughs> Fuck me This is getting out of
1: the way Amazing right.
0: Anything else? I've got a few other things but wait it's not pressing nah no. it's not pressing not quite a, with a that. nice short one this will be a delight to edit later yeah. I'll listen back to it and go what the fuck were we smoking that day yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I guess. Alex, you want to take us home? Say what you have to say. You say stuff here, don't you? I sometimes say stuff you here. You've got a new threat for the listeners if they don't share it, don't you? Yeah, you know. What are you gonna do? Feed them to the pigs? Uh, yeah. The you know,
1: they, they'll cut through bone like butter. <laughs> there he
0: goes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> give that man a check. Absolutely no. But as per usual, guys, if you give us a like and subscribe on both Spotify and our Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, you can give. Starred rating, so a five star would be very much appreciated, and leave us a little review. If, if you want as well. Something's really funny. I Something's like, really funny. You
0: look at me when you say that? Because you you're like, give us a... You look at me, five-star review? That's a basic question. If, yeah, five-star well, I don't want to
1: d- demand five-star reviews. Oh, okay. You know, if we I don't do. deserve one, then yeah. don't give us one. But, you know, it'd be very much appreciated. And in the review section, you can either leave us a review or tell us your favourite movies. Tell us your favourite movie scores. We'd love to hear what all the... Different opinions are. Yeah,
0: that would that would be that. that, I would really appreciate that there. And tell a mate. And tell a mate. Tell a couple of mates. Yeah. Tell tell a few mates, and we'll feed you to the pigs. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Good grief, that'd be making. Oh, they're already dead, aren't they? They don't know. Pigs having a great time.
1: No, I think I think the whole thing was um he knocked them out and then fed them alive to the pigs. That's what they said at the beginning. Oh
0: no, because he says he cuts them up. He says he cuts them into six pieces.
1: No, that was that was just what he was describing when he was um threatening those three guys. But the first instance is when. Uh, Turkish is describing this guy. He says his favourite method of getting rid of someone is... Duck, to duct tape, duck, isn't it? Duct tape and set them unconscious and Blah. then feed them to the pigs.
0: Blah. What other film does someone get fed to the pigs in? Isn't it isn't oh, it's it's Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal? Hannibal TV, isn't it? yeah. That's a disturbing film as well. Isn't, is it guy Ritchie he plays a very disturbed... The character with the, the missing face... Or he's had his face plastic surgery. Is it Guy Ritchie? Who's who plays that character? I can't remember. I can't remember. I but have you, wa- have you
1: watched Mad Mad Muckerson do Hannibal, Hannibal the TV the, series? The TV series is yeah. it good? Is it? Oh, oh it's great. Oh,
0: I do need to watch that. It's good. Actually. Yeah, I know that is it's on. Got Lawrence Fishburne. Is in it still as well? going? No, no, it's finished. It finished.
1: It's finished, but it's it's a good it's a good watch.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a bit less on TV series that I've finished. I've got to think about that. I don't like starting a TV series. that's What finished. a ridiculous thing to say! I know. I go. I know because I've started The Wire three times. Right I'm mean, yeah. watch lost again Oh my god <laughs> I'm such a I hate lost I'm such a,
1: You just You just like what you like And you don't what you don't There's no rhyme or reason
0: Right I think that's it <laughs> Yeah Finish with that segment of right. Remember that time Lord's Fishburne was there Do you want so, to say goodbye To the listeners? No <laughs> Okay, everyone. Thank you very, very much for listening to this book. This, this, this is a fun one. I like this. Yeah, yeah. You got a bit silly with this yeah. one. Look at you. You yeah. can in your beard as well. Good. <laughs> Say goodbye for God's sake. No! Okay, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Ta-ta.